Bucky breaks Zemo out of jail, the old Winter Soldier makes a short appearance, and the scientist that duplicated Captain America's Super Soldier Serum gets immediately killed. All this and more on this week's episode of Dweeb's Culture's reaction to The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 3. Hey everyone, how is it going? This is Michael, your uh, one of your dweebs. Another dweeb of ours is Mitch down there in this this corner. Uh, say hey hi, guys, Mitch. <laughs> and then we also have our dweeb Cole. Hey, what's going on? Alrighty, so in case you stumbled onto this uh, channel, this is a channel where we are reviewing The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, episodes 1 2 are currently available. We are now doing episode 3, and we'll shortly be doing episode 4. So this was a pretty big episode um, as far as uh, team-ups and as far as kind of new, new characters and whatnot introduced. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm, a lot mm. of big things. Uh, and a lot of call-outs to the comics, the, which was very interesting, specifically the introduction of the city, the city of Madripoor. I do not believe that we've seen this in the MCU yet. I believe this is the introduction of Madripoor to the MCU. Now, what, what, what is what is Madripoor? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm asking for a friend. You t tell me, Mitch. <laughs> so Madripoor is a small island nation. It's one of these fictional countries that Marvel has introduced so that they can talk about world powers and places around the world without directly offending anybody, really, or falling into any legal trouble. It's kind of like uh, DC does this with, like, Metropolis the, uh, and uh, Gotham. Metropolis Gotham, but also the country of like Conlock, which Black Adam's from, oh. which is roughly Egypt. I mean, it has like pyramids like Egypt. It's located in northern Africa, but they never quite mm -hmm. pinpoint it on the map. They just talk about, oh, we have this mission over in Conlock, or we have this mission over in Bialia, which is somewhere in the Middle East. It's one of these like kind of made up countries to represent uh, a real world place. Madripoor is that here now madripoor is a pirate haven they kind of introduced that but yeah, it's like do. a it's like a cyberpunk tortuga from pirates of the caribbean it's a very <laughs> you know it's a very futuristic high high budget but somehow poverty stricken city i was really excited to just see that i thought that was really cool yeah, uh, I I honestly, I had no idea what Magipur was until you uh, explained it. How much of Magipur? So Magipur, was that the, the, the main place that we were at where all the container, shipping containers were and the highest low city? That was called Magipur? I'm not quite sure cool. if the shipping containers were there, but it is the city they go to with Zemo. It's the city where they meet Sharon. All of that's operating in Magipur, which is... The Kingdom of the Power Broker, which was yeah. what much of the whole episode was about. I don't know if they moved off-site specifically for the shipping containers, though. Yeah, I think that, that was a different part. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where Sharon, Sharon, right? She was yeah. living out and hiding, or so we think. And, yeah. Huh. So, okay, so just to uh, just kind of just walking through a little bit, we kind of get introduced, the, the episode starts off as a commercial for the uh, global uh, re uh, re reputation? repatriation. 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 We repatriation uh yes. council so we get introduced to the uh, grc and that is essentially the main um not necessarily antagonist well it's an antagonist in the eyes of these flash flag smashers flag smashers yeah 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 so uh, this little short commercial was actually really important because we've heard the flag smashers talk about to each other the refugee camps right and this kind of shows when half the world's population got brought back after five years, they tried to restore the missing person's lives to how they were. So if you think about that, we're talking about homes that have sold. You now live in a new home that once belonged to somebody that disappeared. They and their family come back. 
bye bye you're in their home get out wow. so we talk about these refugee mm -hmm. camps we talk about the displaced persons as a result and it sounds like at least from the flag smashers it sounds like the people that are displaced in the refugee camps are people that survived the snap rather or the the blip rather the blip, than the yeah. people that came back it sounds like the grc has restored a lot of the people that came back but now they're kind of there's a struggle and fight over resources between those that have been here and those that haven't. That trailer really kind of painted that image for us because so far we've heard the GRC talked about, but not really what it is. Mm -hmm. We do know that somehow Captain America, the new Captain America, is working with the GRC to some degree because he himself has brought that up in the previous episodes about the good work of the GRC and what he's helping do. Yeah. Well, it's just, yeah, represents, you know, something the government would put in place had this happen, you know, some type of organization. Yes. Yeah, but it, it does seem on a national scale, at least. At least that's yeah. what I picked up. Did you pick up well, on that also, Michael? Yeah, it would have to be. Global, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, global, global right? So this is multi-nations coming together because the, bl the blip affected everybody. So the question then becomes, how do you reintegrate these people? Right, again, once their homes have been sold, they've been foreclosed on, right? They didn't know. Jobs. The banks didn't know if, if they were coming back. Yeah, jobs have been lost, you know, all these things. And then all of a sudden, snap, all these people come back. And uh, so it makes sense that there'd be a global kind of uh, government, really, to uh, to try to see if they can get these people back. And what is the right thing to do? Is the right thing to put them back where they were when they left? Is the right thing to kind of hodgepodge it and put it together? Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things to figure out there. So I think the the G uh, the GRC is probably a, a an essential asset for them. Um, later on the episode, we do see the uh the head of the not the head of the flag smashers but um carly uh breaking in to, with uh, a few of her super soldier friends into the grc um and uh you know kind of taking all the resource a lot of the resources mm -hmm. and something that happened at the very end that i am like okay this girl is the villain because up until this yeah. point it seemed like they were trying to make her humanize maybe she wasn't going to be the villain yeah. well, you know they made it like villain. a robin hood yeah like robin a robin hood kind of person yeah. but then you but see then at the end of the episode she goes off the deep end and she crosses the line where she kills everybody and blows everything up inside and uh and that is definitely i think is a good indicator that she's the bad guy and character development for her remember earlier in the episode she goes back to the refugee camp and an older woman that we presume to be her mother yeah mother or some sort or of family somebody, member somebody related to her probably is yeah. dead is dying is dead she did not right. get there in time with the medicine that she stole her mother i believe her mother is dead so friend, I, something yeah but whoever this relationship is it would seem that this directly contributes to her wholehearted purchase of extremism. Now she's willing to take extreme measures to affect what she believes in. But, you know, there was a lot of cool little points that are talked about in this episode. We did get to see her progress, but really the thing that stuck out to me the most, at least the thing I, that I focused in on the most, and there were a lot of little parts that I wanted to, or that, that kind of foreshadow what's going to happen in here in the future. But, we did get finally revealed to us Bucky's true true feelings on why he's mad at Sam for relinquishing the shield. Because there's probably some sort of qualm with that he feels slighted that Steve picked Sam to carry on the legacy. As he almost voices himself with, well, maybe I steal that shield for me. He wants yeah. to be Captain America. Yeah, exactly. When when Falcon yeah. kind of reveals that, you know, maybe I did the wrong thing about giving the shield to the Smithsonian. Maybe I should have just destroyed it. And then uh, Bucky's response was, you know, that shield means a lot of things to a lot of people, including me. Maybe I just steal it from you before you can destroy it type of thing. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I think that was the first glimpse and something we, you know, kind of figured in the last couple of reviews that yeah. uh, we knew that eventually there'd be some type of uh, struggle there between Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, regarding sure. why didn't the Winter Soldier get it or why didn't Steve yeah. pick the Winter Soldier? We knew there had to be some type of resentment yeah. on Bucky's well, end and, and I, that's a good storytelling yeah, that I, there was. I think it made sense that the Winter Soldier didn't get 
get it just because of the whole brainwashing thing. I mean, so that gave <clears throat> well, viewers that's... an easy explanation. Well, 100%. Yeah. And that actually but, like, also... Otherwise, naturally, he'd give it to his best friend who's been by his side this whole time. Yeah, yeah. That actually brings up a good point. Something I did want to talk about. Uh, so would they... So yada 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 basically at the scene where they break uh zemo out of jail or at least winter soldier does uh winter soldier kind of reveals it to falcon in this really funny hypothetical scenario that wasn't hypothetical at all like it actually yeah, happened so exactly what so happened. we got to hear uh, uh so as a viewer we got to hear the uh, winter soldier just explain to this hypothetical scenario and then you see all the scenes play out that he's talking about um and we take it for granted that that actually happened um and happened the way it like happened. watching oceans 11 Mm -hmm. yeah but it was so when uh when they first went to go see simo and bucky decided he wanted to go see him by himself i immediately thought that was a bad idea because this is the guy that has the keys to his brain right so i mean it it is assumed that his time in wakanda uh he was taken out of that brainwashing but up until now he hasn't been tested we don't really know uh, if yeah. it actually happened. Mm -hmm. And then he goes in there and Zemo immediately starts saying, you know, longing, rusted, the, the whole the whole 13 words or 12 words or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, yeah. And uh, Bucky reacts, you know, hey, that's not going to work on me anymore. And then Zemo goes, no, I know. I just want to see how it would react. And then he looks at him funny and says, eh, you still got some of that Winter Soldier in you, don't you? And so that might be foreshadowing that later on, maybe his brainwashing didn't didn't annihilate it completely. So later on in the scenes when uh, when Zemo called the you know Winter Soldier attack, you know in 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 uh, Russian or German was it Russian or German? Was it German? It's Russian. German. It's Russian. Uh, it's German. Well, they're actually. in German. Well, yeah, they, they're they, speaking German a lot. Zemo is in this episode. So I know. Hydra is German in origin, but mm -hmm. Russian is the the words that activate uh the winter soldier gotcha yeah so, but he can say it in, in any language and he would be brainwashed yeah i don't know but, i think it was, no i don't think so in russian because in particular yeah, no. no 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 in he particular did. hey but in civil war in civil war he spoke him in both languages uh, or maybe yeah, just the maybe just the remember. russian word for longing is longing well no i don't anyway. think so but um <laughs> I know that Bucky, the actor that plays Bucky Barnes, says that people will memorize the Russian words and when they see him, try to activate him all the time. He says that fans will see him run into him and mm. then starts calling the Russian words. And he, he thinks it's hysterical and he says he always responds with, I'm no longer the Winter Soldier and you cannot control me. <laughs> That's super funny. Um, but yeah, so he does He does uh, say that, you know, there's still a little bit of Winter Soldier in there. So I think that might be foreshadowing a little bit later that, that something might happen. Um, kind of piggybacking mm -hmm. on the Cole's point as to why he shouldn't be Captain America. Well, also, not to skip to the end of the episode, but um, the Wakanda general showing up. Also, may be some more foreshadowing to that point. It's like, hey, how's your mind doing? You know, what's going on? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she she could just be interested, but I think she was more after Zemo because Zemo oh, yeah, killed uh, sure. Zemo sure. killed the the prior Black Panther, right? Killed the uh, uh, yeah, King the King T'Challa. But King yeah, but it also opens up dialogue to that aspect of his head because we never got a clear explanation. Yeah, be like, hey, how do we do? Did we get that thing out of there? Are you yeah. okay? Are you okay? <laughs> Now, now, something on this same note, this was um, when they introduced Zemo and they introduced the reason for going to Zemo. I had I get that we have to suspend disbelief to a certain degree, but they go to Zemo and assume his trustworthiness because he hates the super soldier serum more than anyone. But I'm pretty sure that his motivation in Civil War was that he hated the. Avengers. Avengers. He was yeah. obsessed with Hydra and hated the Avengers. He particularly didn't like Captain America as the leader of the Avengers, but he didn't like the Avengers because Slakovia and their entire nation that he was royalty of was destroyed by their actions when they created Ultron. It seems it seems like his trust in oh well he doesn't like the super soldier serum. So we super can trust soldiers him. Yeah. was yeah, almost complete like that's enough that's but all like like bucky need i remind you that that was only half of his plan was to stop the winter soldiers yeah. the other yeah. half was to break up the avengers and have them kill each other that was the other and, half of the plan and mm -hmm. remember that he uses the winter soldiers who have 
Bucky has the super soldier yeah, serum yeah, yeah. and he uses him without any qualm to attack the others. And then when he sees him, yeah. he's like, ah, it's nothing personal. So yeah. if, if he doesn't like Sam because he's an Avenger, what makes Bucky think he's going to like him if he eats the super soldier yeah. serum so much? And um, is he not considered an Avenger? I mean, they, they, they in civil <laughs> war, like he fought Thanos well, together with them. Like I'm pretty sure the just, world sees yeah. the winter soldier as an Avenger as well. He just sees all super people as bad. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, which how did which they get? Bucky is. How did they Bucky get is. access to that facility? There was zero problem know, with them being like, "Okay, too. let's go talk to the super high level criminal that almost destroyed the Avengers." Okay, no problem. Just walk right in and get some Especially alone time Bucky, with him. You would definitely get oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, what is Shield? <laughs> what is Shield you doing? Don't want this guy visiting? <laughs> what exactly is Shield protecting, if not the known captured villains? Well, remember, there is no shield anymore. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that, I they, guess they were in Germany. He, mm-hmm. he, was in a, but, he was in a German cell. But Cole, there is one. Sword. Uh, now there's there sword. Is, yeah. yeah, Sword and WandaVision. But um, the next question, what was um, Sarah? What's the name? I already Sarah. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the sister? Um, yeah, she, she was. No, 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 no. Not the sister. Oh, Sharon? The, Sharon. Sharon. Thank you. She was lying to them about you know you know her whole situation and she was secretly working undercover for who some u.s agency i don't know yeah could be um so we do fast forward a little bit now and now we are at the bar scene uh inside of mitch what was the name of it again madripoor 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 at a bar that has connections to the power broker. Yes, and Zemo got us there. Um, he says, hey, I know these people in Madripoor. Uh, they probably know something about the mm-hmm. Super Soldier Serum. Um, but you guys can't be you. Uh, Winter Soldier, you can be old you. Um, but Falcon, you can be uh, Smiling Tiger. Smiling Tiger. Smiling Tiger. <laughs> Which is the funniest part of this episode. It's mostly serious with the exception of his or Sam's lines walking in like, how come I have to dress like a pimp all the way to his favorite drink all the way to him answering the phone and being called Sam in front of Selby by his sister Yep. while he's trying to pass it off. Like, well, I'll, I'll just shoot the people at the bank when they're talking about the loan to the, yeah, that from was the funny. bank. <laughs> yeah like what a so so two things what a very inopportune uh inopportune moment to get that phone call very convenient plot device also um she never got a resolution on that call so why wouldn't sarah just call her call him back like a million times and be like hey why are you acting <laughs> weird like i was surprised we didn't see another phone call later being like dude are you all right you said you were gonna shoot people at the bank yeah. um as soon as i called you sam you got immediately hung up on you were saying some weird yeah. things like what's and going hey, on you're, you're kind of being a jerk and yeah. this stuff's important exactly <laughs> like like her whole world is this bar or is this boat right and she called to talk about the boat and you know we got to settle this thing like what's going on and then his whole world is completely uh thrown upside down because of that and you're just like there was no resolution to that that was just that was just a, com- a convenient plot phone call to move it forward so that they can run out and shoot bullets yeah pretty much but <laughs> uh. This introduces us to a character that I imagine has a very minor role, this Selby character, who I think we kind of briefly discussed it before this episode started, but we're thinking she's an underling of the power broker. I think yeah. so. I, I yes, think my, my as opposed to that. as opposed to some type of like a uh, uh, rival or um, as opposed to some type of a, a well, the, going against the so reason why I ask crime boss, minor crime boss. Yeah. The, the, the reason why I ask is very there's a very quick brief line exchange when baron zemo walks into the bar a security guard comes up to him and tells him he's not welcome here that he's been deemed on the no-fly list from the power broker he says something back to the security guard where he brings up selby he essentially says well if you have a problem with it you can get this you can get the power broker or selby and then he turns and orders the drink Another guy comes, puts a hands on the shoulder, and that's when in Russian he tells to the Winter that's Soldier, that. he says, Winter Soldier, attack. And then the whole fight scene happens, which was an awesome fight scene. Yeah, but, super cool. And we got to see old yes. Winter Soldier. He just does this, you know, yeah. arm. He, he, we got to see old Winter Soldier, so that was pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. 
length thing. And somebody even calls him out. He's like, hey, did you get a new haircut? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fine. But when interacting with Selby, and correct me if I'm wrong, I got the vibes that she was acting very much in her own interest, not out of a loyalty to the power broker, because she yeah, discloses to them that the power broker has the super soldier serum, yeah. and she's the one that gives them yeah. the intel that leads them uh, to the scientists. I feel, I feel in that field of work, that's pretty typical, you know. Yeah, criminals. Own. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Their own self-interest and all that. Yeah, okay. I don't even yeah. know why I had a question about that. You're right. <laughs> but um, um, I will say, I'll beat you guys to it, that, what's his name? I already forgot his name. The bad guy from Civil War. He's uh, the Zemo. power broker Zemo. guy. Zemo. Zemo. He's the power broker. Oh, you I, think I'm so? calling it. I'm calling it. Mm-hmm. Hey, very well. I mean, he, he, what was his explanation for having all that money again? His explanation like, was that he was royalty, royalty, but I do, I mean, I'm pretty sure I remember well, like, in the, in the I mean, Civil War, true, but I'm pretty sure I remember also, the Civil War, his family was in this, like, very, very, yeah. you know, it was, like, in this very small house, like, his wife was yeah, in, yeah, like, in the Civil th- War, he was yeah, this is, as, like, this I feel like this is all retrofitted, yeah. I feel like it's all retrofitted that he is, has money, because I'm pretty sure he didn't have money back in the day. I... So if I remember correctly, I do believe that our only connection to him being the character of Baron Zemo was that his family was a high power family in Slokovia. Because remember, he does attack the Avengers out of a uh, sense of revenge for his people that he'd lost. This country and his people. It's not just... Oh well, he was just some random poor dude. He has a strong sense of nationalism. I do remember him being some sort of high power. I don't know if they said he was, you know, royalty, but in this they do make it clear he was royalty. That's what they say. Royalty is Lakovia. Now that's different from the comics, of course, because in the comics he's the son of a Nazi scientist. Here now he's a Slokovian royalty, whatever. But um this is something that I picked up on. I don't know if you guys had the same feeling. Just the way that it's shot, just way, just the way that the scenes are shot. They make the director or whoever's leading and guiding the story seems to make you want to like Zemo as a character. Sure. Yeah. Which is funny because that all the scenes or many of the scenes, especially at the beginning of this episode. Of the, of the new Captain America have the tone of distrust Captain America. And yet the scenes of Zemo have the, have the tone of, oh, you could trust this dude. Yeah. I'm I, guessing they're doing that so that we like him, so that his betrayal later on yeah. is like a surprise. No! I, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying, Mitch, but I don't, I don't think it's necessarily wanting us to like him, but just to put him more in the spotlight and like yeah. show that he is... Something well, I feel like with. it wants us to like him in the same vein that like uh, we like Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy. She, she started off as a villain and then Nebula kind of turned into a hero almost, but it was, you know, a painful process and she still did some shady things, you know, in the, so basically I feel like it's the same type of uh, Zemo start off as a villain and then he might do some shady things and yeah. become, there, um, there's yeah. more to this guy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And it just, it well, seems Mitch, weird to question me. For you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, does that Matt, was that mask that he was wearing? Does that show up anywhere in the comics? Did yeah, that that's, that's like his costume. He always his costume. wears like a purple ski mask. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so right. Zemo um, has a bigger role in the uh, comic books than he does. I I assumed he was just a made-up character for Civil War, and they brought him back. No, no, no. He he is a Captain America villain. He wears a purple mask. Oh. He's the son of a Nazi scientist. But the one thing with, um, which is why I'm thinking there's going to be a betrayal with him down the road is this episode alone had a lot of redeeming qualities for Zemo. And both Sam and Bucky operate alongside him like they trust him completely. They don't really play up the distrust of him. Mm-hmm. They do show the scene where, like, he shoots the Nazi scientist in the chest, but you – or not the Nazi scientist. I was going to say, wait, wait, yeah. But, but then they're, they're like, like, don't do that again. Yeah. He <laughs> shoots the new super soldier scientist in the chest – but they immediately play it off like 
that's right, he hates the super soldier serum and he doesn't want this guy to make any more. And he's immediately redeemed by the fact that he grabs a car and comes around to rescue them. Yeah, yeah. Which, why not, right? Which, which even still, you're like, you have to remember, he tried to get the Winter Soldier and Captain America to kill Iron Man. He created the entire division that caused so much of an issue in Infinity War in organizing the Avengers to actually defend against Thanos. And it's almost like they're like, yeah, bygones be bygones, which is the only thing that makes me think, oh, they're trying to get him in in your good graces so that you feel betrayed when he does eventually become the villain. Yeah. But he's he's definitely established as a a bad guy though yeah it's like it's more of a question of when is he going to make his move or how yeah. bad is yeah. he like at what point do the uh, motives of the bucky and the falcon at what point do those motives are they are they not aligned with uh with the motives of zemo anymore so at what yeah you know right yeah i just know that personally it feels point. like they're trying to transition him from villain into anti-hero and he's not. He's a villain. So yeah. I'm, I'm very curious what's going to happen here. Yeah. Um, and so... so, side note, well, side note real fast. I just have a bone to pick with that scene with the freighters and the scientists and everything. When that guy with the rocket launcher blows that crate up and they just, like, scurry out without a scratch on them. Come on. Yeah. They, yeah. they got to at least get some rubble on them or something. Oh, yeah. They were completely fine. Cole, you don't know this. If a rocket launcher uh, attacks you and you're in a confined area, the, the confined area blocks the explosion. Oh, didn't know now, that. It, it, that seems just a moment. But first, they reintroduce an important character as they're fleeing from Selby's They do. So Selby, Selby gets, gets shot. Selby gets shot yes. while they're in the middle of talking to him. And after she right. finds out that uh, Smiling Tiger is actually Sam. Um, and we we don't know who shot Selby. Yeah, who no. shot her? Yeah. No. So we, Sharon no. makes a return. So maybe Sharon, Sharon makes a return. Yeah. So so that's what I was thinking too. Like I was thinking maybe uh, maybe Sharon shot her, but I wasn't um, very sure about that. I know Sharon made an appearance right after that, uh, but uh, yeah. So later on, Sharon comes in, and now pl- remind me again. So she's in hiding. Was that ever explained in any in any of the movies yes. before that? Why is she in hiding? Yeah the accords right during civil war remember captain america rebels remember captain america is the one that leads the rebellion civil war yes falcon and sharon steal the shield back from the government to give to captain america mitch is there banging going on over there sorry about that They steal the shield to give back to Captain America. Sharon allies herself with Captain America. She is ousted as a result of turning on, I believe she worked for the CIA at the time. Gotcha. So what she says in this episode is that that never got washed, you know, washed clean. While there was a pardon given to Bucky, she still has a warrant out for her arrest for treason, which is why she's sought asylum and madripoor that does not have extradition laws and now this is remember this is over five years after civil war and the effects of civil war now it would seem that her moral compass is askew as well because what does she do to make money she steals art she steals and sells art on the black market and they don't seem to have me to have much of an issue oh we do look like we lost Cole. We're yeah. going to work through those technical issues here in a moment, but let's continue forward with sure. the episode yeah. just to gain some ground. So they meet up with Sharon. They find a little bit of a background with her, and then they talk about what they learned from Selby and move forward from there, which does lead us to that scene Cole was just talking about with the storage containers where they yeah. find where they believe this secret base is. They find the secret lab. They move in. There's the brief exchange with the new scientist. The new scientist, not an important character. He gets wiped out of the scene so quickly. It's essentially just and a you know plot what? Device. And you know what's so funny about that is that how many movies made it a plot that people were trying to, you know, get 
super soldiers and trying to develop a super soldier serum and all this and all this stuff. And the the first movie, the first show that we find out that super soldier serums has successfully been duplicated, right? That was the whole premise of like the Winter Soldier and all this stuff. As soon as we find out that the super soldier serum was duplicated and we find the scientist that did it, he's immediately killed. Like I feel <laughs> like you could have you could have done something more with that storyline. I I get it though because they want to focus on the flag smashers as yeah. being the target for the power broker to acquire in order to draw the serum from their blood to, to recreate the serum and also the target of the Captain America, Falcon, Bucky Barnes, all of them as well. It really brings them in as important characters in the series. Now, with this scene though, this is something to remember because I think this might tie in importantly. Yeah. The biggest flaw with the Winter Soldier serum, which is not it's an attempt to recreate the Super Soldier serum, but it's not the same recipe. It's entirely different scientists. Okay. The biggest flaw was that it creates a uh like mental illness psychosis in the people that become infected with it. That was one of the things with Bucky, one of the reasons why he still has to follow therapy is because not only was he brainwashed, but the new super soldier serum made sociopath super soldiers. This super soldier serum is a derivative of the winter soldier serum, not the original Captain America serum. Which is oh. what this scientist talks about. I thought, so when I, thought see, the, I thought this whole time it was Captain America. No, that... they talk about the they talk about the super soldier serum being completed work. This scientist believes that he perfected what the Winter Soldier serum had gotten wrong with the emotional with the aggravated emotions that are brought upon by that serum. He, which uh, Winter Soldier this, doesn't seem super aggressive to me. <laughs> That was really talked about a little bit in the Winter Soldier itself, but mostly in Civil War yeah. with the Baron Simo scene at the end. Because if you remember, they go to Baron Simo's final final location expecting to run into all these super Winter Soldiers, only to find them all killed in the cryo tanks that they were stored in in the underground Soviet base because Zemo had already killed them. But remember, that's what they were talking about is, you know, when they ask... Bucky about the Winter Soldier program, he's like, yeah, man, I wasn't the only one. They created all these other super soldiers, but they were all crazy because the super soldier serum drove them insane and so. And that was the scene where he had to help get him out of the jail cell. Yeah, but right. if you want to if you want to talk about Carly now, and we're happy to have you back, Cole. If you want to talk about Carly, happy the leader of the Flag Smashers, we see a change where she becomes extremist and uncaring for life when she detonates the car on the side of the building, killing the people inside the GRC center that they had raided. It could be, we don't know for sure, but it could be a side effect of this super soldier serum as well, Mm -hmm. that it started to contribute to the same mental and emotional problems that Bucky went through and that the other super soldiers as a part of the winter soldier program went through. Quite possibly. Sorry, I'm just coming in, but she. Oh, looks like Cole is just having issues. issues. Human nature, huh? Uh, we're getting a little bit of breakup from you. Are you there? Are you able to hear us? Yes. All I right. I can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> Barely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. You're kind of coming in a little. Um, but in any case, uh, oh, anyway. so, so we get uh, introduced at this point after. All of that we get it. We get introduced to Doctor uh, Nagel, who is the who is the uh, person that uh, created it, and he gets immediately killed, as we all pointed out before. Unimportant. Um, yep. Unimportant, apparently. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my question was, how did they all find? Uh, how did they all find them super quick? All the assassins, because because there was a bounty that was put out for uh for the three of them, and uh, right. they were found almost instantly everywhere as mm-hmm. uh, 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 as soon as they got to the uh, which is supposed well, to be the container was supposed to be this top secret place that I, I have nobody a even knew. on that. Who's yeah, that? Let's hear point. it. Sharon a, a leaves them behind when they separate and makes a call or makes a statement to somebody that picks her up. Yeah that is mm-hmm. suggestive that she has other allegiances. I would not be surprised because she took asylum in Madripoor 
if she is actually an agent of the power broker and disclosed their intention all along. Now, she did stay outside of the lab while they were in there and attack some of the soldiers that were incoming yeah. when they wouldn't have known if she let them pass. That's true. That's the only thing against the fact that she might be for the power broker. But she mm-hmm. could be playing double agent where she gives the intel to the power yeah. broker because that's the person current off le- or sorry, that's the person currently offering her asylum and then also is assisting Sam and Bucky with the hopes that they can actually get her pardon. I'm guessing that's what it is. She may have yeah. a different allegiance, but I'm thinking power broker makes the most sense. I think there's yeah, a lot of possibilities here. Yeah, that and I I like to think she's still on the side of good and fantasizing that she's secretly working for Nick Fury. And oh, that'd be yeah, interesting. Colin Speak. Also, because that, that's Nick Fury's style. Also, but, talk uh, about a... another possibility on how they were found is that there's a leak with inside whatever agency she's with, whether if it's good or bad. And another is that uh, what's his name? The name I keep forgetting. Zemo. Maybe that guy here. He's Zemo. the power broker. Yeah, yeah. and that uh, he leaked it somehow to, just to get rid of him. Um. Also, uh, not to mention, uh, Sharon is now Sharon Unleashed. Did you see? She was Winter Soldier when she was killing yeah. all these She's guys left and right. She was yeah. she was better than Black Widow. She yeah. got some <laughs> upgrades, man. She uh, she's been yeah. doing nothing since Civil War but training and uh, and becoming an even bigger assassin than she was before. Maybe she was just super tamed as an agent. She's uh, tied down by red tape, but not anymore, man. She just she just killed all these assassins yeah she did um okay so after uh after that we discovered that uh the scientist is dead and there is no more serum so that closes off any future plot holes i think they did that on purpose so that it would close off plot holes in the future to see if there were any uh, serums that escaped or in the lab and then conveniently the whole lab got blown up but our three heroes they were completely fine Mm -hmm. Um, that's right (laughs) Uh, it's because of you know the scientific freighter being blown up and when you're inside you're fine right yeah Yeah. exactly okay Um, next scene we do go to lithuania uh and in lithuania she uh uh, carly explains that uh that the the that everyone knows now that the scientist is dead and that they have the only super soldier serum and her rationale is that oh that means the power broker is going to come begging for his serum he's going to be willing to talk I really don't mm. think somebody with the name of Power Broker is going to come yeah, begging she, for the thing that they stole. She seems to think that she's going to negotiate. <laughs> that with she has the leverage. He's going to take her out. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she has the. I mean, she has. She does have the medicine. I mean, she does have the solar serum. But um, I don't think this is somebody that's going to just be like, okay, what do you want for the serum? Yeah, he's probably <laughs> just going to kill her and re and then you know reverse engineer it from her body. I don't think he even needs her alive, to be honest. <laughs> That's true. He might try yeah. to keep her alive though, because as somebody the name is the power broker and he's pulling all the strings. Because yeah, they did they does. did mention like uh, yes. what did they mention? Um, they mentioned torture with somebody at some point. I can't remember that. Do you do you remember that Mitch when they talked about oh well you know it's a good thing you weren't around because if he would have captured you. Um, I don't remember. I don't. Yeah, but. You know, Cole had brought this up, but we kind of blew by it. Yeah, I would love to see a Samuel L. Jackson cameo in this show. That would really be mm-hmm. great. I The further we're getting into it, the less likely I think it is that we see the Chris Evans cameo in this. Yeah. I would not be surprised to see cameo crossover from other characters that will be in other shows mm-hmm. or characters that will soon gain more popularity in the new MCU moving forward. But, uh, you know, this this is really towards the end of the episode because we get the final scenes with Carly and then we wrap it up with that end scene. We do. Um, you know, Carly is not necessarily a big star power, but we had mentioned in the first episode that she is the same actress from Solo, a Star Wars movie, who plays, mm-hmm. I believe the character's name is Infus Nest, Infus Nest, where Something. she plays a, actually a very similar role. She plays the mm-hmm. very similar role of a badass, Being the bad guy. yeah, somewhat villain, somewhat hero rebel. And mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if Flag Smasher, if that's her name, 
carries on to be a character beyond just this season. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. I think that Disney likes her. They're showing that by the fact that they're moving her across multiple properties. And I expect that one of the upcoming episodes that we have is going to dive much further into her as a character and make her much more important to this role. They did not introduce the Flag Smashers only to suddenly bypass them and only focus on the power Power broker. All of these characters have to come in together. It is very alarming, I think, to myself, that we saw so little of the new Captain America in this episode. I'm expecting that this is going to all tie in together. Yeah, I I agree. And in this episode, they also went out of their way to uh, add a little bit more storyline to Carly and make it so that they do have one common enemy both sides do right the power brokers one common Mm -hmm. enemy between Mm -hmm. them and because they're going out of their way to put a sympathetic eye onto carly right up until the very end um they there might be a alignment between them two somewhere down the road uh to uh you know the the enemy of your enemy is your friend right so Mm -hmm. this this is purely speculative but remember at this time the new Captain America is just human. He's just a very good soldier with no special powers. Mm-hmm. If the power broker has the ability, or maybe if capture of the Flag Smashers has the ability, to give him a super soldier serum to put him on par Ooh. with the previous Captain America, I think that might be a personal interest for him, and especially if he's he trying to... Evil. Especially if he's trying to fill the roles of a true Captain America. Well, I mean, so you do see him. So you do see him struggling. I mean, he can't get Bucky and the Falcon on his side. He mm-hmm. goes in and tries to be super bad A and go into this um into this German, into this refugee camp or whatever it is, the Fox Masters location, mm-hmm. and tries to rough up some people and be like, I want answers. And then the guy's like, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you nothing. And, yeah. and he's like, do you even yeah. know who I am? He's like, yeah, I do. I don't care. I'm not scared of you. This is nothing. And mm-hmm. he kind of takes it. seems like he kind of takes it kind of hard. Um, so I do mm-hmm. see that the the stage is being set for this Captain American or Captain America to, uh, you know, be like, I'm not living up to Captain America. I can't do it. I'm, why should I even try? You know what? Sure. I'll take a super soldier serum and become super powerful. Then I'll, then I'll do your bidding. Why not? (laughs) And if it's, if it's like, I like, I suspect that this super soldier serum is not as flawless as the scientists would have us believe. It could be that they take a character with good intentions that so far actually seems like a good dude. And would, because this is a winter soldier Mm -hmm. variant of the super soldier serum, that contributes to extremism the same way it seems to be doing in Carly. Yeah, yeah. Could yeah. be. And Captain America still needs to die at some point, too. Gotta remember that. Well, he's, yes. well, I mean, <laughs> maybe our protagonists are they going to be the ones that end up having to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. Crazy. So this is a, uh, so this Crazy. episode kind of opened up a lot of, uh, a lot of questions mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, potential plots after this one. But and wait, let's not, there's let's, more. Let's not forget, yes. All right, we may be talking about the same thing. I we just are. want to point out this the shout out of getting in the car and saying you're not going to push your seat up, but are you? Oh, it's yeah. like no. Just <laughs> a shout out from Civil War because that's the same yes. line he did in Civil War when they got together. That's not what we're talking about. What okay. I'm talking about is the final scene of the episode, which reveals Ao, A Y O. Oh yeah, T'Challa, oh. Black Panther's best friend. Yeah, the female mm-hmm. leader of that female guard. I have their name yeah. up right here. They're called the uh, the Dora Milaje. Okay. They are the guard that protects T'Challa. And remember, mm-hmm. very sadly, outside of the universe, the actor that plays Black Panther has passed away. Yes, Marvel has said that they intend on. Moving forward with a Black Panther story, his character will probably have passed away in the story as well, and he needs to be replaced. I don't know if they've chosen a replacement for him, if they're going to use his sister, who they were kind of leaning towards being like a brainy Iron Man type character, or if they're going to choose this woman, Ayo, who had actually a big role in Infinity War and Endgame when they did the, like, girl power fight scene at the end of Endgame. She was a part of that. 
in Infinity War, she fought, I think, Corvus Glaive, one of the four horsemen of, uh, yeah, yeah. of Thanos. Mm-hmm. She, she's been a strong, powerful character, and she reveals herself to Bucky at the end of the episode dressed in all black. It's actually really resemblant of a Black Panther uniform. So I'm curious. This is this may be the introduction of the new Black Panther. I know that Disney's yeah, interested. It makes sense. I know that Disney's interested in introducing more strong female superheroes. Yep. This could be a way to take a character that the audience already cares about and evolve her involvement yeah. within the series. So I'm really curious if she's going to reveal to be the new Black Panther. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. And as Connor Cole said out there, can have a fun conversation about, hey, how's that brainwashing going? Exactly. <laughs> and <Yeah>. remember, <laughs> remember, this entire series seems to evolve, revolve around the super soldier serum and different forms of super soldier serums. And the Black Panther essentially draws his power from the equivalent of a super soldier serum in the form of that heart-shaped herb Flower. that grows yeah. in the Black Panther's secret sanctum or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And Black Panther operates roughly on par with Captain America when it comes to physical abilities. This could be another means by which one of our characters may obtain some sort of super soldier serum. Who knows? Yeah. intriguing a lot intriguing. of possibilities out there yeah this episode definitely uh lent itself to a lot of cool things that are going to happen in the future and some unanswered questions um final thoughts for the episode cole oh man um yeah i felt like kind of like yeah it showed more familiar faces which was cool but also kind of i don't know just kind of dragged it out i mean it was satisfying i mean I didn't expect any more or less, I suppose. So, yeah. Ah, fair yeah. enough. All right, Mitch, how about you? If you check out on our channel, I'm doing a review of a show called Invincible right now. Mm-hmm. In my most recent episode, I commented that Invincible, after a strong first three episodes, was taking a more measured progression through the story with its fourth episode. I feel that the progression that this show is making is the opposite. Yeah, this I is completely a rapid, agree with that. This is a yeah. rapid progression where each episode is covering a lot of important details carrying the story forward. Absolutely. Now, personally, that's the type of show I like. There's no monster of the week. There's no, oh, on this episode, we're doing this needless thing. Every episode seems to be carrying the story solidly forward and at a pretty good good flowing pace so i really liked this episode i'm excited for what happens in episode four i mean think about it we had two episodes prior to this and the first episode only focuses on sam the only involvement that we get from bucky is that he's sad he killed people as the winter soldier that's about it second episode their introduction to each other covers a lot not only do they track down the flag smashers they fight them they interact with the new Captain America. There's a ton of character narrative that's included in there. And in this episode, Zemo, Madripoor, Power Broker, and a lot of new intelligence given yeah. to us. Not to mention the returning characters of Sharon and Ao. So we're moving. I mean, we're moving oh, with yeah. the show, and I like it. Absolutely. At the beginning of this, at the beginning of this episode, there was no Simo. They they were talking about maybe going to see him, and then breaking him out. And by the end of the episode, they've already, you know, they're already soldier buddies. They're, they're already He's war. He's a part buddies. of the team. He's a part exactly. of the team. Yeah. Right. And so and they're in a completely different state, completely different city, completely different nation. Like they, they are just. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Mitch. This thing is going mm-hmm. um, there. So the, the one. So I do like that. It's very high pace. Um, the one drawback to those types of fil- to those types of shows or episodes, rather, is that there's not really a resolution. There's not really an introduced conflict and not really a final resolution by the end of the, you know, cause you always have in your, in your TV shows, you always have an a plot, C plot, D, uh, you know, a plot, B yes. plot, C mm-hmm. plot. Well, and this one, it's we're easy just, for disappointment. A, we're, this one, we're just working on, on the overarching series, a plot, which is, which is cool, but I would like some, some type of resolution, some type of finale, you know, some finality out of this, you know, uh, but we are, we are just moving along and it's great. But at some point, you know, there, they're putting a lot of money into production. They're putting a lot of uh, these fight scenes and these choreographed scenes and, you know, blood and guts and all that stuff everywhere, which is, you know, which is cool. But there's um, not a ton of 
episode substance you know as far as an as far as an arc of an episode um which yeah. gives you a satisfying ending um you know I, I didn't really get a super satisfying ending it's just like okay ready for the next episode type of thing yeah it's I, like well in this episode they yeah they went all over the place as far as like from here to here to here to here yeah jailbreak that's done in like five seconds yeah it is it, it's done it's done in a hypothetical you know yeah. paragraph. hunting down this person oh she gets killed oh hey sharon yeah. you're okay here. hey we're done and, yeah. uh, battling. Oh, let's, super let's sprinkle in some jokes down. let's sprinkle in some yeah. jokes in there have them drink rattlesnake blood why not you know so, yeah as far as an artistic like film watcher standpoint yes it could be you know materialized better but it that that's what makes it fun for us. Yeah, but you if know, you just want to sit back and grab some popcorn, it. it's a great it's exactly. been a great flick. Exactly. Hey, so so I agree. Ultimately, what the cornerstone of our experience with this show is, and I think what Disney's assuming most viewers experience with the show is, is the reason why they can make the moves that they're making and that it still works is because we have 23 films foundation going into this series. If you were to be like, hey, I've not seen a single MCU film and I want to tune into this show to now. I'm sorry. I think I'm like tapping the mic. I apologize. (laughs) Uh, If you suddenly want to go into this show and be like, this is my entrance to the MCU, you're lost right now. You do not know what's going on. No, absolutely not. Yeah. No, it operates completely after or completely on our foundational knowledge of the MCU already the completely assumes you've seen, seen every, yes. every hour of the previous 150 hours of this series. And for the most part, they're right. Yes. The people that are watching this show are yeah. not first time. Yeah. fans. No one's MCU. getting into, no one's getting into the MCU via Falcon and the winter soldier. <laughs> That's yes, a right. very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, anyway, uh, really appreciate it guys. If you stuck out to the end, really appreciate it. Thank you very much for watching. Um, we're really enjoying this show. We're really enjoying doing this podcast if you, or this uh, podcast and this uh, uh, YouTube channel. Um, if you want to listen to us on a podcast, we do have a, a podcast channel, uh, Dweeb Culture, where we are going to be putting this review up. Uh, we also, if you're on the podcast listening, we have a YouTube channel where you can see our pretty faces and match it to our voices as well. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And yeah, are there any? Uh, am I missing anything, guys? No, just uh, you, you know. Got it. I'm simultaneously doing a solo review of the animated Amazon series of Invincible. I mentioned it very shortly, but Mm. please, the show is rolling. It is also a great superhero series and tale, despite the fact that it, yeah, despite the fact that it's animated, it is very adult in in theme and execution. And I highly recommend watching it. And I highly recommend checking out my reviews on it. Awesome. Sounds good, guys. Well, uh, anyway, as always, thank you very much for watching. Uh, This is Dweeb Culture. Um, Live long and may the force be with you. Bye, guys. Later. (laughs)